For this episode of Street Soldiers, I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Of course, we're talking about the events in Brooklyn yesterday. The two New York City police officers who were executed in Bed-Stuy, sitting in the car, eating lunch, who were there from another precinct, responding to requests from the community for added police protection. We're also going to work into our topic, our original topic about black-on-black violence, police brutality, what are the real issues, and our focus also about where do we go now. We're going to try to take as many phone calls as possible at 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. And you can go on my Instagram page, Lisa Evers Live, post your comments, or uh, on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, and let us know what you think. And this is a good time to text your family and friends right now. Tell them to tune into the live stream around the country on Hot97.com, as well as uh, they can listen to the show on their phones, on the iHeartRadio app, and the TuneIn app. First and foremost, I want to give our condolences to the families of these two officers, Officer Rafael Ramos and Officer Wenjin Liu. Um, terrible tragedy that happened yesterday. Police, the NYPD, says that Ishmael Brinsley ran up on them with a gun, opened fire, and basically executed them while they were sitting in the car, then went to a nearby train station and shot and killed himself. Officer Ramos, Hispanic, Officer Lou, Asian, and Brinsley, African American. He had allegedly posted on Instagram that uh, two pigs are going to die, two for every one of ours. And this could be my last post. That's been attributed to him. And ironically, what had happened was his his ex-girlfriend's mother, he shot his ex-girlfriend in Baltimore. The mother had called police when she saw the postings on Instagram. And uh, police in Baltimore had notified the NYPD just about the same time that this whole thing unfolded yesterday afternoon in Bed-Stuy. And when it did happen, I was in Harlem, a special event with LL Cool J and his family uh, t- about talking about jobs for the community. And uh, that's a story that we're going to replay on uh, Fox 5 sometime next week. But then I was called to rush over to Bed-Stuy and was, and was out there yesterday and uh, last night. And again, our condolences go to the officers. I want to say that I'm impressed with the families of Eric Garner and Mike Brown because this gunman allegedly in his Instagram used the hashtag R.I.P. Eric Garner, misspelled, hashtag R.I.P. Mike Brown. The Brown and Garner families, since the beginning of their personal tragedies, have said that anyone that commits any act of violence in the name of their loved ones is doing a tremendous disservice to that. So they sent their condolences to these police officers and said again through Reverend Al Sharpton that they do not hate all police officers and that this has to stop and that uh, they feel for the families. Um, Officer Rafael Ramos, 13-year-old son, Officer Lou had just been married about for about two months. And Police Commissioner William Bratton said they never had a chance. And I have to tell you, last night, so many phone calls, so many texts from people late into the night talking about this and talking about a feeling of crisis in our communities right now, things reaching a boiling point, tensions, people not knowing where to go. And just looking at what we've done, all the shows that we've had on police, on community issues, on racial profiling, on stop and frisk, all of these things that have contributed to the tensions that are there. I just feel like we're at a point right now where we have to decide what side you're on. 
That's it, period, end of story. And judge people based on their individual actions, regardless of what color they are, regardless of whether they're wearing a uniform or not. We have to give respect. And if we want to get respect and when we're not respected, we still have to give respect because that's the only thing I think through history has shown that that's what works. So people who are going on social media, uh, like the certain rappers, and I'm not going to mention their name because I don't want to give them publicity because I think they're saying things right now, some of them just to be relevant because their careers are lagging or they're promoting certain shows, saying, you know what, now you all can't breathe. That is not a help to us. If you're going around... You know, doing doing your dirt in the streets and then thinking that you can put it out there in the music and that's helping the community because it's putting some dollars in your pocket. You're not helping the community. This is the time where you have to decide what side you are on, whether you're out on the streets, whether you've been in the streets, whether you're wearing a police officer's uniform. It's just really time to decide. Are you on the side of peace and justice for all and moving us forward so that the cycle of violence does not continue and so that we actually advance and are not talking about these very same issues and very same types of cases one year from now or are you on the side of revenge which basically is just that endless cycle of violence that goes on and on and on we saw the tragedy in pakistan this past week with the children nearly 140 school children massacred in school and it's just, it's got to stop, and we have to be the ones to stop. And I'm not saying stop your holiday planning, stop what you're doing with your family, stop what you're doing with pursuing your dreams. But you really, I think we all do, and I don't like to talk this much usually at the beginning of the show, but I just feel very emotional about all this right now, is that we have to decide, are you on the side of peace, which means you are not doing videos where you're pulling a gun to anyone's head, whether it's a police officer, whether it's a member of your community. It's not cool. We're sick of it. Everyone I talk to is sick of it. Mothers are sick of it. Children are sick of it. Fathers are sick of it. The young men who feel that this is an image they have to live up to are sick of it too. And for the police officers, you know what? We respect you. We need we need your help. We need all the good officers. Those officers died because people in bed die by the Tompkins houses there wanted more protection. They asked for those officers to come in and then this is what happened. This man who we're just finding more out about, this Ishmael Brinsley maybe he was mentally disturbed maybe he had issues, clearly he did to resort to that kind of violence but maybe the climate also pushed him over the edge and gave him a focus for his personal uh, mental disorder and this is the violence that has ensued now there's repercussions now the police officers union is saying we're only going to respond to the most urgent cases they're saying we need officers to respond two at a time the tensions on the street have only from what i'm getting just the feedback from people last night and all this morning has just been you know, what are we going to do? And that's what we're going to talk about on this show, on this episode of Street Soldiers. And we have a great panel to do that with this morning with us in studio. I want to bring in Kevin Powell. He's the president of BK Nation, advisor to the family of Akai Gurley. He spoke at the memorial service. You also saw him in a race special with the Bill O'Reilly show on Fox News because Kevin is speaking to everyone everywhere who will listen. And Kevin, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Also with us is Fred Brewington. He's a federal civil rights attorney. He's dealt with many cases, major cases of police brutality, police violence, and working in the community. We're going to talk with him about the laws and uh, many of these issues. Fred, thank you so much for being with us in studio. We appreciate it. Pleasure having me. Thank you. Also with us is Henry Marrero. He's a law enforcement officer. Henry, thank you so much for being with us. 
Oh, thank you for having me. And Shanduk McFadder uh, with GMAC, a community organizer working with the youth, trying to keep them off off the streets. Kevin, when you heard about what happened last night, that's very close to home for you. It's down the street for me in Brooklyn. Um, I live right off of Myrtle Avenue where it happened in Myrtle and Tompkins. I mean, first of all, just as I said on my uh, a statement yesterday uh i can just as i condemn uh any form of racial profiling police brutality i condemn this uh, uh execution of these police officers this is a tragedy uh just like every other form of violence and we it can't shouldn't be acceptable to any of us and, and i condemn all forms of violence we cannot continue to live in a society in a country where violence becomes a solution for every uh beef aggression uh, uh, uh salt everything that's going on i also think that uh, uh it bothers me as you were just talking about that there were a number of people cheering the, the, the execution of these police officers. Uh, and we, we've got to not lose, we cannot lose our humanity in the midst of all of this, Lisa. Uh, and I said to a number of people, you know, this should not be acceptable to anyone. And, and there's something wrong with us as a society where it becomes us against them. Where this, people are talking about this is a war, this is a race war, this is a police versus community war. Just the fact that we're using a language of war, and I understand it, I am from the inner city, I am from Brooklyn, I get all of the emotions out there, but some of us have got to step back and say, you know what, let's figure out a way that we can we can move forward as a community, how we can organize, because this this does, uh, this is as, the, the reactions to this is as bad as those people who were cheering George Zimmerman and uh, Officer Darren Wilson. It's the same as that kind of reactions, and it should not be acceptable to any of us in this so-called civilized society. Henry Marrero, you're a law enforcement officer, a police officer. What goes through the police community when something like this happens? Well, uh, you know, I, I feel real bad because uh, it's hard to wake up every day and, and put on that uniform and go out there and attempt to protect the people that we don't even know and leave our families behind. Um, it's a tragedy that these two gentlemen were sitting in their police car having their lunch and, and somebody just came in and took their life away. And we feel, you know, obviously the fear and the tension and everything just starts to build up now and it gets a little bit worse for us out there. And uh, we have to keep our humanity. Uh, we have to keep a level head. And it's one individual Okay, so for all my brothers and sisters in blue, we can't take it out on everybody. That's right. We all got to just stick together right now, unify our forces, and have all these protesters come and work with the police, and we work with them. And if we fight crime together, okay, we will eliminate crime. We can't just go against each other. That's right. Fred Brewington, uh, th- this, ty- this type of situation, then also the actions, obviously, of the Garner and Brown families extending their condolences to the police officers. What do you think of the tone that sets? Well, I think it's a very important tone, and I think that we all join with the uh, Brown and the Garner families in bringing our condolences to the families of Officers Lou and and Ramos. And I think it's very important that people understand that the the persons that are most affected, that have the most skin in the game, have uh, uh, have taken the uh, the high road. Because nothing is going to happen. Violence begets violence, and we're going to re end up in a situation where we're responding to each other without listening to each other. And that's the problem. We need to be in dialogue now. We don't need to be in uh, creating more damage. And the, um, the one of the leaders, one of the religious leaders said last night, you get respect when you give respect and let that begin when we open our mouth. But when we open our mouths and we also open our hands, we're not going to deal with each other with a closed fist. We've got to extend the hands and then get into real conversation. The conversation that needs to take place is one of healing and understanding Understanding, and then we can try to get to some results. We can't do it hollering at each other. Shanduk McFadder uh, with GMAC, you're out there on the streets. What is the vibe right now? Uh, if you want the, the street vibe, and we listen to what everybody's saying, you pay attention. It, it's the, the streets are fed up. You know, when you got the 
the community not even feeling sorrow for the lives of the police department. That says a lot. That says a lot of the position of the community. You know, you're not talking about one or two separate. It's not just a race thing anymore. It's just the, how the people feel. The people feel that we've come to a point where we don't feel that compassion. We don't feel that we matter. That's what they're saying. So now you, we have to be realistic. If we say come to the terms and sitting down and understand the problem, and uh, when you have NYPD going out there, and they have a right to protest, they have a right to say we stand by what happened with Eric Garner. But when you blatantly come out with things such as I can't breathe in a shirt, what are you saying? You know, you say it's like a tick for tack type of thing now. That's that that slogan comes after the last man's words, his death. Yeah. You don't take that slogan as your movement and saying, okay, what you're saying is wrong. So we going the, the people are like, come on, it's like an insult, like an insult, hundred percent, right to the slap to the face of the people. The people are wearing these shirts. You go everywhere. Everybody's when I can't breathe because it's the last words of a dying man killed by NYPD. Why would you come like that? You're telling the people that we're going to keep coming with this. Like salt in a wound. Yes. All right. Let's bring in uh, Minister Jonathan Gentry. Minister Jonathan Gentry, uh, thank you for being with us on here on Street Soldiers. I'm sure you heard about what happened here in New York with the two police officers executed in their squad car. And uh, tensions are very high, but you've been very critical of a lot of the activists. Yeah, uh, good morning. Thank you for having me. First and foremost, my condolences to these two officers. You know, what happened yesterday was extremely unfortunate. You know, and it's a lot of hurt in my heart because, you know, you you see a lot of these activists out here, a lot of them, you know, and I understand a lot of them do have good intent. But where at this point, where at this point can we ask for peace? I'm not talking about a peaceful protest. I'm talking about for us for those that you have a grudge with. You understand? Because you see what's happening. You know, he had posted, he hashtag Mike Brown and Eric Garner. You knew neither one of them. You were just few by emotion. You see what I'm saying? So where do we come in as activists? Where do we come in as leaders and make a true stand? And that's what I've been trying to tell Al Sharpton. Where do we make a real stand? You understand? I understand there's police brutality, but stop pushing into this generation that blacks are victims. We're not living in the 60s anymore. I'm sick of it. It's 2014, about to be 15, and you're making this generation feel like they're in the 60s again behind two separate incidents. That's foolish. That's foolish because especially you being a, a, a reverend or a minister supposed to be in God's word, every day is new. Every day is new. It starts with us. It starts with you. When are we going to look in that mirror and say, I'm going to be a better person? That's what I'm upset about with these activists. Everything is a point of finger and blaming. When can we look at ourselves and say, let's change who we are, who we are? Kevin, what about that? Well, I, I respectfully disagree. First of all, I work with young people every single day of my life. I've been an activist for 30 years. The, this, the, this week leading up to this tragedy yesterday, I was with a number of youth groups. They are all about peace and civil disobedience and having strategies and action steps. And that's what's been said over and over again. I see dynamic things happening uh, with all kinds of organizations, Black Poets Speak, the Justice League, etc. So I think it's absolutely absurd for someone who doesn't even live in New York City to comment on what's happening in New York City. And in 90 
even having any real conversations. If you can have, criticism, but I think this is a national. This is a, this is a huge I, national yeah, issue. Yeah, they shut they shut down the Mall of America so yesterday. The the largest but, mall, but the largest shopping mall in America if, if was shut down on one of the busiest shopping days of the year let me, let me for a protest of this. It's unprecedented in let, Minneapolis. Let me say this: you know, Lisa, I'm all over the country. I've called in from I know all over you the country, are. and so I'm saying to you, when we start saying things like quote lots of activists, that's saying that you are disconnected from the people out there around the country. Yeah, you are because I'm all over this country. I'm all over this country, and I know exactly what's happening. Okay, Kevin, let me give him a chance to respond. Minister Gentry? We need to come to the forefront. I understand understand the work, yourself and many others, but it's time for us to come to the forefront and push the message to this generation. And I'm upset with the the hip-hop culture. (laughs) Hip-hop culture ain't saying nothing. A lot of these, lot of these, these artists that these youth body music—they're not saying anything. Sir, I think first of all, you are completely unfocused with your comments. If we want to have a conversation about hip hop, we can have that conversation. You start off talking about activists. If we're going to talk about activists, let's talk about the positives happening with young people around the country. The brother here who works with young people—I work with young people. We know for a fact there are many young people who are influenced by the by hip hop who are out there on the forefront. In fact, the, the, the very tools that they're using to organize the people are. That. But he's talking about the artists. There's been quite a bit of silence. On well, the part of artists about this whole issue, Fred Brewington, the there's been quite a bit, quite, except, except for J. Cole, Common. But a no, few, a few of the artists. But it's not just about the artists. It's not just about the artists. I mean, the mistake that but we're Kevin, making But Kevin, come on, you have to admit, but, it's but been the, a little but, bit of a but, quite but Lisa, a bit of silence. But all due respect, the, the mistake that we make is this is the first time that we expect artists to lead something. Dr. King was an artist. Malcolm X was an artist. They influenced the artists to make music. And so I'm no, saying, I'm not saying lead but something, what, but, but I'm just saying, saying people who've had experiences but what, what's personally. Mo- but what's most exciting to me is that there are people of the hip hop generations who are actually out there, and that's most important. Instead of us focusing on well, why aren't the celebrities doing anything? Let's focus on the fact that young people all around the country. Country are literally protesting peacefully most of the time, making some noise in a way that we've had a long time. 1-800-223-9797, 1-800-223-9797. Let us know what you think. The two police officers executed in Brooklyn yesterday, the Garner and the Brown families, ex- extending their condolences, pleading for peace on all sides of this issue. We're talking about how do we move it forward. Give us a call, quick comment with your name and where you're from, 1-800-223-9797. Uh, Mr. Jonathan Gentry, any final word for us about where you think this can go moving forward? It's just time for us to change. You know, this young man that took this, these two officers' lives, and he shot his girlfriend and himself. Man, society, it's, it's, it's a society and sin problem. You know, it's not about race. This is society and sin. This is sin. This is rebellion and sin. And us as activists and leaders, we need to push that message. I'll die doing this. You know, it's for Christ I lived and for Christ I died. This message has to be brought out, and that's what God is doing, because we need a change, definitely, and it's happening. It's happening. But again, like I said, my condolences goes out to these two police officers. All right, Minister Jonathan Gentry, thank you so much for being with us. And, and Kevin, with the artists, of course, we don't expect artists to leave a civil, lead a civil rights or a human rights movement. But there, that's a lot of comments, a lot of feedback we've been getting from people I, saying, I, where are the artists, where are the artists? About that? Yeah, Shandu, please. And everybody, feel free to jump in, please. Yeah, um, I, can't, I, can't, I can't even sit here and act like that's not 
heart of the problem. There's many issues. Mm-hmm. There's a high level of accountability that's not being handled. And it's not just the artists. Now, when you talk about the artists, we always hit the artists. And the artists came out of these problems, and music is what did it for them. Right, but on top of the artists, you got the record labels. Let's get to it. You got the radio stations. You got many exactly. different outlets. When you look at, if you go to right now, when we talk about, we know that we just lost these police, but we all know before that we was on a we was on a high because they snatched the Bobby Schmurder, right? And then you got Epic Records, who 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 know that was his lifestyle and stood behind that and and, and pushed him. Right, and, and, and we we have faster. to do a, sh- a show on that you know on that whole situation. So, so you have to say there's different levels of accountability. We not absolutely we're talk about everybody. And I, absolutely, and I think that's absolutely what, that's, right? where, that's where we start to deal with the issue of accountability because we have people of good conscience all around at all levels, at the hip hop level, in, in the suites and in the streets. And the reality is, is that we got to really start to deal with each other on the fact that we are all good. There are good people of good conscience that want to talk about this. But when we paint everybody with the same brush and we talk about hip hop uh, artists and we talk about activists with or, police officers, or police officers or this or it's, that, it's, it's all wrong. And that's what we start. And then we start, you know, because we start going backwards. Right. We're going backwards. We're going backwards to say these labels, all blacks, We're going backwards. all Hispanics, right. all whites. When we look at the, 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 the photographs of who's marching and who's going side by side, people of good conscience to deal with this. But we don't need to be in a situation where we get into rhetoric that is intended to hurt other individuals. Right. Right. All right. Let's right. take some phone calls. 1-800-223-9797. 1-800-223-9797. Phone lines are blazing. Go on um, my Instagram page, Lisa Evers Live. You can post your comments there and we'll read some of those on the air. Let's go to Mike from New York right now. Mike, hi, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Um, I just make this quick. You know, there's a, there's a child today, 13 years old, without a father, right. who had nothing to do with anything. You know, this city took a cheap shot yesterday. This isn't uh, reflective of our people or anybody in the city. And I'm going to tell you, it stops today. We're going to set trends in the city. We're not going to bash our cops. We're not going to sell our cops up the river. And we're not going to generalize all these cops. That's horrible. These are people that protect us. The reason those cops were in front of those projects is because the people requested it. Okay? That's the reality of the situation. It somehow became cool in the mix of everything to just harass these cops, throw these cops under the bus, and just generalize them as a whole, which we know is crazy. You wouldn't want people generalizing the rap community, right? No. So why are you going to generalize these cops? Well, uh, all right, excellent, excellent point. Th- thank you so much. Real quick. Well, I mean, again, everyone here condemns what happened to those police officers. We don't uh, uh, accept any form of violence. That's We're right. saying that over and over again. No, but there has been there there but, has been talk on social social media, right, talk me, in the streets of people saying uh, it's me, it's an, basically what this uh, what, what this. the uh, kill what the accused killer the cop killer did, said. But, but what I'm saying is there's unfortunately a climate when you have over years we've done this show over and over again six hundred thousand plus black and Latino males stopped in. In innocent, not guilt, innocent black and Latino males. Stop and frisk in this city. When you have so many of us who can raise our hands everywhere I go and say, I've been harassed or beat up by the police, including myself in my lifetime, this is why you have this response. What we're saying is we understand the the, the, the environment that is producing this response, even if we don't agree with it, but we can't, if we're going to condemn and say, well, this is unacceptable what happened to police, we need to see the same passion when we see black and Latino males killed, arrested, locked yeah. up, prison, and it comes back to what, what, what Shanduk and what Fred were talking about with accountability. Let's exactly. go to Officer Jay right now. Uh, Officer Jay, you're on Hot 97. Go right ahead. Yes. Uh, first, I want to say uh, hello to you, Miss Evers. And I, I also want to say uh, we have met several times. I've been on foot posts and I've been at demonstrations. And you have no idea who I am because how could you? There were so many people around. But you have always been kind to us. And you have always said 
uh, nice words and uplifting things to us when when he could. And we really do appreciate that. Us as police officers as a whole, we actually, we really do respect you and we really do appreciate that. And we just want to say, and me on a personal level, want to say thank you for always being there. Well, thank you. Being, uh, and always being a voice for not only the community, but for, for others as well. Uh, I am I am an African-American male. I am a police officer in the city. I left a good job to become a police officer because I wanted it was my form of activism because I wanted more black faces patrolling my neighborhood. And I wanted to be on the other side and I wanted to make a difference. And when I have to show up at a scene where two officers were killed, just flat out executed in a car, it, it breaks your heart and it also breaks your will. It, it's hard to say that my career meant anything when I'm showing up and there are two officers just killed for something they had absolutely nothing to do with. Officer Jay, and I and I totally, I think everybody feels that same way as just to see any life that is lost under these kind of circumstances and a police officer who has to respond to a 911 call, they don't have the choice of, yes, I'm going to go, no, I'm not going to go, or let me get a cup of coffee before I go, I, I go there. You just, you have to respond. But also, what do you say to what Kevin said in terms of the, this this lingering feeling that has been re- repressed, really, by young men of color, especially young black men, for so many years of these unnecessary stops. As an African-American police officer, how does that make you feel? I mean, that, that simmering, not to equate these two, but the, the that simmering feeling of frustration that many young black men feel going to school, going to work, and still getting stopped by police when they're not involved in any criminal activity whatsoever. Well, just like Kevin, I grew up in Brooklyn. And just like Kevin, I have, I've been stopped by the police way before I became a police officer. And I've been stopped in nice ways, and I've been, I've been thrown to the ground, thrown on hoods. I, I've had good experiences and bad experiences. But what I try to extend to other people is what I want to extend it to myself, is not to judge everybody as a whole, not to have a bad experience with one person and then say, well, all these people are bad, all cops are bad or all white people are bad, or all black people are bad. I, I don't want that done to me. So I'm not going to do that to somebody else. I want to take people for who they are and what they are. Because, yes, I ha- I've had police officers massively disrespect me, but I've also had a police officer save my life. All right, so moving, moving forward, what can we do as, as a community? And, and when I say community, I mean everybody in the community, residents, police officers, everybody who is physically in that community. Well, one of the things we got to make sure is that we don't don't do is label a social movement that's seeking peace and justice with random acts of violence. And when we start to pull those things as though they're in the same conversation, we had uh, something which terribly uh, affected us all. These the death of these two police officers is something we have to take seriously, and we've got to understand that this was an act of an individual who got into uh, a situation where he decided to do some type of vendetta against officers. 
officers. And we don't know about what mental issues were involved that's with right. this or anything that's right. along that's that. That's right. Mental so health so issues. So we start to pull that in. Thank you for Dr. Lisa English for pointing that out. We start to pull that into a social movement that's responsive to a systematic aspect of what has happened over time. Then we start to diminish the reality of what we need to do. We need to try and do some systematic and systemic change and not buy into the the fervor that all of a sudden a madman can change the conversation. That's right. All right, Henry, what about that? It's not black and white anymore also. Like, that's got to stop. The media has to start just saying it's black and white. It's black and white. The two officers were Hispanic and Asian. It has nothing to do with color. It has to do with people not thinking correctly once somebody keeps throwing uh, fuel on that fire and and just saying, hey, you know what? This is a black and white issue. This is a black and white issue. They got to stop that. That starts with the Reverend Al Sharpton, with the mayor turning his back on his police officers. And now when the tragedy comes into play, right... Everybody turns their back on him. No, no. So, police officers at the hospital last night turned their back on the mayor as, as he as he walked into uh, but, to see the family. What families. I'm saying is he he should be out there trying to get those communities together. You know what I mean? And not not separating everything. And then when something bad happens, then he comes into the picture and says, "Hey, I, I, res- I respectfully disagree." Okay, uh, well, you're gonna can we we're gonna get your respectful disagreement right after the <laughs> right after break. You're listening to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host Lisa Evers on Twitter at Lisa Evers Instagram. Post your comments lisa evers live and uh, officer jay i want to thank you very much for your, your your conscientious work in the community and thank you for calling into the show and everybody else on the line hang on we're going to try to get to as many calls as possible we're talking about the execution of two nypd police officers we're talking about the racial profiling of tens of thousands of young men of color that has created a climate where there are extreme tensions on the street and we're talking about how do we move this forward uh 1-800-223- 9797 on Twitter at Lisa Evers Instagram post your comments Lisa Evers live listen all weekend to win a hot 97 stocking stuffed with the hottest music releases this December Nicki Minaj's The Pink Print Mary J Blige The London Sessions J Cole's Forest Hills Drive K Michelle anyone want to buy a heart made hot by cash money Republic Records Columbia Records Capitol Records and Atlanta Records and that's a lot of records and we're sending records for how many calls we're getting right now I'm Lisa Evers we'll be, we'll be back right after this Hey, what's up, New York City? This is Diplo. This is Skrillex. If you want to come see us at Madison Square Garden New Year's Eve, yo, keep it here at Hot 97. Diplo, Skrillex, and ASAP Ferg are bringing in 2015, and we want to get you in the building for free. New York City, this party's gonna be at another level. Listen, every day this week at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m., and get laced with tickets. Hey, this party's gonna be crazy, and the only station with your way in is Hot 97. The Sports Authority Holiday Sale is going on now at your New York and New Jersey stores. Now through Wednesday only, save 25 to 50% on select performance hoodies from your favorite brands, including Nike, Adidas, and Champion. Plus, members of the League by Sports Authority earn 15% back on all fleece purchases. We've got thousands of gifts on sale now, so visit sportsauthority.com to shop today or find a store. But hurry, your shopping time is running out. Exclusion supply. See store for details. Sports Authority. All things sporting good. To spread a little holiday magic, you don't need a reindeer that flies. With our new lower prices, all you need is MoneyGram. Now send up to $900 across the U.S. for $1,150 or less. And with more than 41,000 U.S. agent locations, sending and receiving cash is easy and faster than you know who. MoneyGram, bringing you closer. Available at your neighborhood checks and more and the check cashing place locations. Valid at participating locations only. Not valid online or with any other MoneyGram product or service. Licensed as a money transmitter by the Banking Department of the State of New York. 
Life is filled with compromises, but not at the holidays. This is the time for your best. The good china, the cloth napkins, the old family recipes. And for more and more folks these days, it's the time when only boar's head, sweet slice, boneless smoked ham will do. No compromises here. Boar's head, sweet slice ham is the exceptional smoked bone-in ham without the bone. It gives you all the flavor and none of the fuss. You just heat, slice, serve, then wait for the applause. And for all those less formal holiday get-togethers, Boar's Head party platters are a genuine crowd pleaser. With Boar's Head oven gold turkey and branded deluxe ham, you know it's as good as it gets. Add to it all manner of Boar's Head cheeses from around the world, and that party becomes a celebration. So happy holidays from the Boar's Head family to yours. Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. This holiday season, buy $25 in Buffalo Wild Wings gift cards good for a future visit and get a $5 blazing bonus. What if everything you bought came with a bonus? As a thank you for buying a pair of our shoes, we're going to give you a bonus shoe. Uh, just one shoe. Yep, the left one. Yeah, I'm good. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Promotion begins November 24th, 2014. Valid in restaurant at participating locations only for a limited time while supplies last. Certain terms and conditions may apply. With the Sam's Club membership, you get incredible savings every time you shop. Hurry in to find amazing gifts for everyone on your list. There's still time to get perfect gifts at prices you'll love, like a $100 iTunes gift card for only $85 and a Keurig 2.0 brewing system with 42 K-Cups for just $129.98. Plus, find plenty of great stocking stuffers and gifts under $20. Join and save. Sam's Club. Life is better when you're in the club. See club for details. Public notice. Farm on mail. Last chance gift blowout. 50,000 dozen stocking stuffers. Five bucks. Super warm outerwear. Ten bucks. Denim is two for ten. Plush robes are seven bucks. Name brand activewear is seven bucks. Gifts and toys. Spider-Man, Batman, Frozen. Five bucks. And now famous maker hoodies. Hermaline, Sherpa line. And designer sweaters. Pullovers, cardigans, fur trim. Below cost eight bucks. These are the final days. Hurry. Farm on mails. With a Sam's Club membership, you get incredible savings every time you shop. Hurry in to find amazing gifts for everyone on your list. There's still time to get perfect gifts at prices you'll love, like a $100 iTunes gift card for only $85 and a Keurig 2.0 brewing system with 42 K-Cups for just $129.98. Order from samsclub.com before December 22nd and get guaranteed delivery by Christmas. Join and save. Sam's Club. Life is better when you're in the club. See club for details. This is acapella singing. And this is invigorated acapella singing. Just like invigorated acapella singing, BP Gasoline with Invigorate can give you more. When used continuously, it helps clean and protect critical engine parts from harmful deposits. So your car can go a little farther between fill-ups when compared to a dirty engine. For more details, visit mybpstation.com. Average benefit, 3 to 5 miles per tank, based on what you drive and how you drive it. Would you like to see your baby before they're born? For the past 10 years, 3D Imaging Services has been bringing smiles to families by using safe 3D 4D ultrasound to take pictures of their little ones still in the womb. 3D Imaging Services is the largest imaging service with experienced technologists. Call 718-828-1540. That's 718-828-1540 for that once-in-a-lifetime photo that you will always cherish. It's a great holiday gift. Call 718-828-1540. Happy Holidays! 
This is Conrad Roberts, president of the New York operators of Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. From everyone in the Popeye's family to everyone in yours, is wishing you a crispy, crunchy, spicy, and delicious holiday season. Yeah, yeah, what up, what up, what up? This is Styles Peter Ghost, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Yeah, Ghost told you so. 1-800-223-9797. That's 1-800-223-9797. On Twitter, at Lisa Evers. On the gram, Lisa Evers Live. And you can post your comments there on my Instagram page. In studio with us, Kevin Powell, president of BK Nation, advisor to the family of Akai Gurley. You saw him Friday night in the race special on Fox News with going head-to-head with Bill O'Reilly. Also with us, Fred Brewington, federal civil rights attorney, handled major cases in federal court of police misconduct. Henry Marrero, a law enforcement officer. And Chan... Was that my phone? Okay, good. As long as it wasn't mine. Also with us is Shanduke McFadder with GMAC, a uh, community organization trying to help the youth stay off the streets and out of prison. He's formerly incarcerated. We're going to talk with him about that as well. And on the phone line right now, uh, Sheriff Mack is calling in. We have him on the Newsmaker line. He's the founder of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. And Sheriff Mack, just to get your reaction when you heard about what happened here in New York to these two police officers. Well, of course, uh, my heart went out to uh, the family uh, of both officers, and, you know, my heart just sank. I said, is this what it's coming to in America? Is this the type of thing that we have created? Uh, and w- the lack of leadership in this country to address the, the social problems that are going on in the inner cities and the violence that takes place and uh, the the black-on-black crime that uh, seems to go unnoticed and and the the many uh, problems with the uh, violence in Ferguson, and and I, I had to ask where where are the families involved with these types of problems, and and uh, the true leadership from the White House down to the mayor in New York, and why why haven't we uh, addressed these problems and taken care of these problems instead of adding fuel to the fire and uh, you know my heart sank when I saw the video of uh, uh, I believe Eric his name Garner. Was, Eric Garner, when when he was attacked by the police in in that way, and and you know what, police officers uh, and I spent twenty years in law enforcement. We've had to uh, tolerate uh, the whimsical and capricious uh, rulings from juries all throughout our careers. We don't get to storm the streets. We don't get to start shooting people and looting and burning. Uh, we have to accept the verdicts, and this is what the American system is. And if you want to change the system, you don't go out burning and killing and, and uh, looting. And we've, we've got to come to grips with all of this and what are the causes well, this, of all these problems. Well, exactly. Sheriff Mack, thank you so much for calling in on our Newsmaker line from Arizona. We really, really appreciate that. Fred, what about what he was saying? Well, uh, the, the first thing we have to understand is that the, the great majority of people that have been engaged in this discussion have not been burning and looting. That's and right. Exactly. I wanted to make that point. That and we want to be real clear that it's also especially not... Especially in New York. Especially in New York. And, and, and we talked about you know the fact that 
the police officers have not gone out and done things when there have been jury verdicts. But those jury verdicts, that is the system working. It's not whimsical. It's not it, that's the very system that the police say that people are not respecting. Mm-hmm. So when they make when someone makes a comment like that, they've got to understand that that's the system that we have. The other thing is, is that with regard to these officers that turn their back on the mayor and don't engage in a conversation, that's just that's putting salt in the wound. What that's doing is that creating more of a divisive relationship than, than, than pulling people as together. opposed to keeping the focus well, on the, on but, the but, families. But, but Harry Lynch, Marrero, Lynch declared war. Hold on, Pat Lynch said something. Uh, uh, like it's wartime or something along those nations I was told I'm not correct me on his words I, I think he was talking more about the mayor right. he was talking about the, the, right. talking so, about the war words I mean, with the mayor but, but let, let me ask you this, right. Henry, let, me, let me ask you this as a law enforcement yeah. officer we've seen I mean the, the, the tensions what, what the sheriff was talking about the tensions we saw an extraordinary large number hundreds of thousands of young black and Latino men young men of color stopped and frisked no charges over 80 to 90 percent no charges whatsoever they were you know totally innocent of committing any type of crime while that was going on at the same time crime is going down which the community appreciates because more people are alive that would not have been alive before so a lot it's hard for people to understand like why crime crime was going down why was that kind of activity going up because it seemed to like harassment to a lot of people I, I think that that's that's also being taken out of context you understand because if you're in a community where there's drug dealing where there's uh, guns and weapons being you know moved back and forth you you just don't know who you're dealing with and i it's in, in my point of view but that goes on in the white community too sir with all due respect right. what what white community all over the country. I've well, been all white, over the country. What white communities? I can, uh, just, all I mean, over I'm the not country. saying that it doesn't happen. I'm not going to disagree the with you. There's cri- Listen, there's crime in everything. That's right. You understand? But we're also human as police officers. We have families. We have feelings. We yes, do sir. have compassion, okay? And so do and, we, and, sir. And, and, and no, exactly. My point is, this is what this is what has to stop, what you're doing right now. And that's going against me. No, actually, uh, I'm trying to be with you uh, because uh, I believe I in the bridge be building. You. That's the work so, that I do. Okay. But I also think we need to have correct information. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because a couple of things, sir, with all due respect. First of all, we're talking about systemic racism in our society. It's not like the civil rights movement wiped it out. And so it doesn't matter if, a black, if an officer is white or black, Latino or Asian. If there's a perception that black and Latino men are treated in a certain kind of way vis-a-vis other communities, that's called racism. Okay, but, but Kevin, how do you, how, how, what does wrong, that have to do? If you're doing something wrong, it's right, it's wrong. Right? Period. If, if it's wrong, it's but wrong. You understand? At you, like, I know when I was on the street, because I'm a kid from the street, yes, sir. when I did something wrong, right? I knew I had to keep it moving. But when what I we're saw talking the about, sir, let, let, you, you want to talk about your law enforcement that person, is right? Correct. So let's go to the the chief law enforcement website in the country, which is the FBI. Look at let's look at it like this. Even the term "black on black crime or violence" is a racist term. We don't say "white on white," oh. et cetera. And so, if you look at the statistics, and let's from the rest FBI, of the society so off the hook. If you look at the if you look at the term, all right, okay, okay. If we look at the FBI website, most of the crimes that happen in any community are by the people in that community. But we stigmatize this term black on black violence came out of the 1980s during the reactionary period of the Reagan era to demonize a certain population and that's okay, stuck but with let's, us. But let's talk, but let's talk. And so we're not saying that we're anti-police. Uh, we're not saying that we're anti, not anti-protection. But those two police officers, anti, the, Kevin, those We're not two saying po- that we support criminal activity. What we're saying is that the policing has been overzealous in our okay, communities. Okay, but, but what is that? But, that's but, the a poli- whole but, but Fred Brewington, uh, what does this have to do with yesterday? Two police officers are executed in their in their and car. And we condemn that, Lisa. Extra we condemn that. Extra police officers. We condemn that. We condemn that. We condemn condemn that, but let's look at the facts also that people will keep getting away from. Exactly. They signed up for a job. That's 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 in the line of duty. That's right. A a kite girl, he was walking through his his hallway. 
Uh, Kai Gurley had nothing to do with nothing. He didn't sign up Minding to get shot in the business. hallway. Minding his business. Shot he was in an chest. innocent man. Right. They wasn't pursuing the crime. Shouldn't have been in the building. He was innocent. It's a difference. But now, but now, there's someone who signed up for it. With someone who signed up for it, who was part of the system. Is there a real issue that people have lost faith? Is there a real issue here, Fred Brewington, that people have lost faith in the system? Yes, absolutely. Yes, completely. Completely. The system has broken down. First, first of all, and you're a federal civil rights. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things we got to really understand: we talk about you know whether or not you know people are engaged in bad things. The 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 question of stop and frisk was not a matter of of cocktail discussion right it was a matter of proof that went into a, a, an actual courtroom in federal court where statistically and number by number hundreds of thousands exactly. of young african-american and brown exactly. and hispanic men were shown to be systematically stopped because That's of who the they were More. not because of what they were doing but the importance of this whole discussion and we hear it right now is that we're we're engaged in a conversation where we're not really talking about the main issue. What is the main the issue? The main issue is is that there has been and continues to be a lack of relationship That's with regard it. to individuals That's who it. don't want to add um, come up to the fact that there is a problem. Fact. Just like just it's indeed like if you I think everybody's admitting there's a problem no, now. Is anybody not, denying not that? Everybody is that, is that anybody, yeah, but but who's denying there's a no, problem? No, no, no. Everybody sees the problem as being somebody else's problem. That's it's right. your problem because you're protesting. So we need to start problem. talking about us. We, we need, need to start to talk talking about, about we. That's right. We need to start says we the people. Isn't it how it works? We the people. All right, let me let me take let me take a phone call here. Let's go to Abdul right now from from the Bronx. Abdul, hi you're on Hot 90 Seven, go right ahead. Hi, good morning. How are you? All right, how are you? Very good. Uh, my name is Abdul, and I live in Bronx, New York. Um, I'm a college student, and I drive taxi on weekends. The yellow taxi in Manhattan. Um, my heart is very heavy today. I've been listening to the show all morning. And Thank you. It is, it is. You're welcome. And it is very frustrating and very very upsetting. Um, uh, my comment is: I think police doing. Our police are doing very good job in order to, to um, if you if you if you check or go any other car place in the world, they are not doing good job compared to us. Compared to what and they're I doing mean, here, I mean, Th- Abdul. Thank you very much for the call. I got to keep it moving here with the phone calls because we got so many on the line. Let's bring in Officer Jones from New York. Officer Jones, hi, you're on Hot ninety seven. Go right ahead. Good morning, Lisa. Good, good morning. morning to the panel. Um, I think the best quote. Let me start by offering my condolences to the families of the officers who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Uh, yeah, we sign up for a job to protect and serve, but nobody deserves that, okay, especially when you're not directly involved with what's going on. Um, one of the best quotes <clears throat> excuse me, that I heard this morning when I woke up is, I believe, from Gandhi, an eye for an eye is just going to leave the world blind, something to that effect. And I think that we as a community, as a society, really start to start identifying what's going on here. There's a lack of relationship. There's a lack of respect. Um, I think the members of the panel this morning made some great comments on both sides of the fence. Um, I myself am a uh, biracial police officer, half black, half white. I grew up in the inner city, and now I patrol the inner city. So I see what's going on. I hear what's going on. I'm aware of what's going on. And um, I think it starts with the parents. I think it starts with the parents instilling in their children that you have to have respect police officers, firefighters, anybody in you know a position of authority, teachers. Um, you know, it, it's just sad what's and going yet, on. We have it, heavy it, hearts it, in the law enforcement community today, 
and it, it's just upsetting. No, it's very upsetting. Um, we, we want to talk about solutions too, Officer Jones. Thank you so much for ta- for uh, calling into the show and our our condolences over the loss of those two officers yesterday. Thank you, thank you so much. I want to bring in a little point of uh, information about this too. We had talked on the show a couple weeks ago about this uh, prison gang called the Black Gorilla Family. Now, uh, police sources are saying that. They believe that the, that Ishmael Brinsley, who killed the two police officers yesterday, was a member of the Black Gorilla family. He uh, shot his ex-girlfriend in Baltimore yesterday morning. And Shanduk McFadder, you were formerly incarcerated. And what can you tell us about the Black Gorilla family? I mean, uh, the they, black... they run the prisons in Baltimore. Now there's a bunch of them under federal indictment, too, I hear. Oh, man, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, yeah, we're familiar with the Black Gorilla family, you know, because in, in New York's prisons, you know, Blood's never had no problem with them. Everybody know my history as being blood. So we had a respect because it's about black. Just like those other organizations like Bloods and Crips, sometimes we tell the brothers that, that that's supposed to be about community upliftment, right? And they have the same perspective. And this is where a lot of it's getting lost at. So that perspective, sometimes you got to ask yourself, that perspective of what some people believe is the real focus of of stopping oppression, and that's the perspective of the black gorilla family. So this man could have been in his own state of mind and his own belief, like, yo, if nobody going to do it, then I'm going to do it. You can't sit there and say that's something that's part of his gang or his clique. But every time somebody die, we can't you bring it. You can't. I, I but does that, you, I, I, I agree with this you is, on that. What I, I proof do you have, though? That, what that, proof? You can't just say that it's the whole gang. You understand? It's not a it's not a crime to be in a gang. You understand? Fact. But it's it's a it's a crime when you're in the gang and you do something you know together as a group. Uh, I I. I mean, is this verified that, you know, he was in the Black Gorilla family? And, and again, you can't start that war because that, that's, that's a whole different It's a whole other war you're starting. about, you know, gangs and, and bloods and crips and kings. So and now do you talk to the Black Gorilla that's, family? That's, that's this not, is what you got to ask yourself. Who, what, what, what information have you put up? Anything he posted and said, I'm doing this in the name of BGF. Yeah, right. Anything he he's done has never he said. Went, he, went said Brown, he said he went with Brian and Garden. Don't bring in. And, and this, this happens all the time. Somebody dies with Kamani Gray. Kamani Gray died and they said he was a blood. You can't, you can't keep doing this. You can't take people who are part of something because they need to feel safe in society. People become part of gangs, cliques, and crews because they feel the oppression of the NYPD. They feel the oppression of different gangs. So when this happens, again, they don't do it. Also yeah. to, 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 you know, help each other and protect Correct. each other. Correct, and, and they need to restructure world. that. So when I, you talk about solutions, officer. that's one of the solutions. I was, I was a CEO for four and a half years in Hudson County. One, one more, because I want to get to a solution. I, I don't even want to say nothing else after okay. that. Because Good. somebody like said that. earlier... That somebody said earlier that the the the, uh, we, the, the, the black on black crime once again is terminology right. and that oh we that we turn the blind see, eye to there's that, no the, blind eye to that there's right, no but blind that eye also, to that if, if, from what from what all of you have been saying all morning long and what I started out with early this morning is that and it, it's been a position of ours from the very very beginning is that we are all in this together every single person so if you are talking about black on black crime isn't that separating That's, people no it's not separate. isn't it's, that, it's isn't that separating even them even them them first it's like myself the change that I made. When you say I was out there doing that, right. so even them, this is what I go out and advocate for. Listen, y'all can't keep blaming them and we moving how we moving out here in these streets. But if we ain't got no, if we ain't got no respect for ourselves, how anybody else gonna respect us? But, so what, what do you think we need to now, do, now, Shandu, Kevin? What, what would you do? What would you call it if it's not black on black crime? It's violence and it's ignorance. So it's sir. violence against violence. I'm, I'm just asking. It's, 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 it's violence. It's violence. violence. It is violence. Absolutely. It's who is around you. You're gonna be violent with the people that's around you. Just like you say when it's white or white crime. Right. You 
white on white, Chinese on Chinese, Asian on Asian. Most people are murdered by somebody who of the similar racial or ethnic group. You put them in a project. Okay, okay, one at a time. Fred Brunton. It's the connotation that comes with it. It's the context that you talk about it as though it's demonization. It's a demonization of a community based group. A degradation. Right now, the police are being dehumanized. No, no, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm just saying. No, not at all. Not at all. I got to just say that my brothers and sisters should stand up above that. But let's stay. Okay, hold on one second. Henry, let Fred finish and then let's stay on the Fred. Finish your point. The term black on it's community on community violence. It's people within the same communities that are. It's criminals against innocent people violence. Right, but the reality is is that we are not. We should not and must not demonize each other, degradate each other through our actions or our words, police or anybody else. But the reality is that there are good and bad police officers. They are crazy and sane police officers. They are crazy and 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 sane individuals. They are great activists that are going down the right road, and they are activists that have the wrong message going out to folks that are creating wrong roads. And we've got to be in a situation where we help to make the right right decisions to get down the right. All road. right, Henry. Henry, what about that? The demonization. Well, I, I like I said. And you before, said police officers yeah, should not right, be demonized right now, either. Everybody's going against the police. You understand? Like th- that's what it seems, and that's what it appears to us. But in reality, we're here to protect and serve. We're the first line. It's got to be defense. hard to be a cop and feel like like is it's, this person the do they like defense. me or do they like not I, like, like me? Like I said, we go out there. I'm ninety nine percent of the police officers in this in in this world are are good people. All right, and you're you're going to say that because they stop and frisk somebody, they they're they're the bad guys. I, I just think that we need to work together and stop pointing fingers. I think, okay, let, let me bring in. Let me let me bring in. Let, let me go to the phone. You said ninety nine percent. Let me let me go to the real quick. Real quick, Kevin. Real quick. I think. What would you say? May I respond, sir? Yeah, All right. Sure. Let's not get into percentage because if, we. If, right. Go ahead, Kevin. If we're real quick. Serious about having healthy, functional police community relationships. There has to be some acknowledgement of some realities. You know, there is a hostile relationship that exists. It's because of systemic. What the president racism. called simmering distrust. This. Exactly. There's systemic racism. There's simmering distrust. Just like Shan works with young people. I work with young people. Literally, I hear what they're saying every single day. I was beat up by a police officer when I was 15 years old in Hudson County, by the way. I don't feel that way now about all police officers, but because I had to evolve and get to a point where I work with police officers. But we got to understand that it's a two way street. You're in a position of power with that badge and a gun. And so you have a responsibility as one of our community leaders, as one of our community leaders to say, wait a minute, look how terrible this is how this is deteriorated all around the country if this was white males being stopped and frisked around the country being shot at or shot it's and disproportionate black and white. you keep bringing no, in black but, and white you're, but you're saying it, Henry, if, are you willing to listen we, we may have to are start a new okay I'm you know listening. what it's I, I, about, I want to listen to everybody we're just about, about time I want to take I want to take one quick call Hellrell you there yes I'm here okay Hellrell from the diplomats uh, quick comment thank you so much for calling into street soldiers no problem no problem what's your what's your thought or your question or comment on this uh, first and foremost, I just wanted to uh, <clears throat> say uh, send my condolences to the uh, officers, family, and friends. I think that was a tragic event, and uh, I don't. We don't condone that, you know. As far as from the hip hop community and from the streets, we don't condone that. But uh, the system is very unjust, man. You know, you got a lot of brothers out here that's that's that's, that's restless, man, and they, you know, it's, it's, we, it's we're not saying that we need to take matters into our own hands, but. The, the system is is corrupt. It's unjust, and you got a lot of brothers out here that's fed up, man. Like me being being in the hip hop, like we hate police. It's sad to say, but we we we, we hate police. It was a it was it was a, a police honest. division just created for us, hip hop police. But then you got artists like Mac Lamore 
and uh, Iggy Azalea, who's considered hip-hop artists that win hip-hop awards, but they never met a hip-hop police officer in their life. They've never been harassed by them. They've never been been stalked coming out of the studio by hip-hop police, but they win our awards. No disrespect. These, those guys are talented, but it's H- like... Hellrell, listen, I would let, we're out of time here. I would love to get you on the show, and that, that whole the whole race and awards thing, that's like another show for us, I, I think, to do. We're really out of time. We have other shows coming up, and uh, we have to get off the air. But Hellrell, I'm going to put you on hold, have Rose D get your telephone number and contact info so we can get you on here for the whole hour and get you in the studio, Okay. All right, that's no problem. Thanks a lot. Uh, all right, th- thank you so much, baby. I, I appreciate it. And I, wa- I want to thank all of our guests. Obviously, we need more time for this. If we need more time for it, the best way to do it, follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. Send me a message. Instagram, um, Lisa Evers Live. And I want to thank our guest, Kevin Powell, President of PK Nation Advisor, to a Kai Gurley. No, Kevin, <laughs> I love you, but no. Fred Brewington, Federal Civil Rights Attorney, Henry Marrero, Law Enforcement Officer, Shan Duke McFadder from GMAC, and our guest on the telephone. And this episode of Street Soldiers was made hot for you by Fun Fusion. Like Fun Fusion's page and enter to win a Fun Fusion staycation with one night hotel stay and $200 towards gaming credits to game all day long. Thank you for supporting the show. And uh, thanks to everyone here at Hot 97, our program director, Skip Dillard, music director, T.T. Torres, our board op and digital assistant, the one and only TJ, my whole team, Lisa, executive producer, Tone Capone, uh, associate producer, Rose D, production assistant from Rafaela, Twitter at Lisa Evers, Instagram, Lisa Evers Live. And you can hear this show and other shows for free on the show audio, LisaEvers.com. Check me out on the Fox 5 News at 10 o'clock tonight, 5, 6, and 10. Be a part of this show. Hit me up, Lisa, at Hot97.com. Tone for real at gmail.com. Have a great week, everyone. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace. There's no better time to shop for tools at the Home Depot. Right now, buy a select combo kit from DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, or Rigid, and get up to 150 bucks toward a cordless power tool, radio, or battery. The more you spend, the more you save. So let's make this the happiest, handiest season ever. That's how to holiday. Let's do this. More saving, more doing. That's the power of the Home Depot. U.S. only while supplies last. Offer also available on homedepot.com. See store or website for details.